Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Achtung Millwall supports the Lions Food Hub. This is a friendly local food hub. It's based in Bermondsey. It's run by our very own Kelly Webster of the Mill Lionesses, a very well-known Millwall fan. They do need supplies, dear listeners. Before we get into the show today, they have posted they need tinned meat, they need toiletries, they need soup, they need tinned fruit and veg. If you can help in any way, they are on Twitter, at Lions Food Hub. DM them, you can DM me at Actong Millwall, and I will pass on any help and information that we can lions food hub at lions food hub thank you for listening now back to the show you're listening to after normal broadcasting from the beautiful south Burnham. except no such Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to Achtung Millwall. My name is Nick Hart. You are listening to the number one Millwall podcast. Joining us on this quite pleasant but chilly Sunday morning is the man himself, Mr. Harry Warren. Welcome to the show, H. Thank you for welcoming me. There is an elephant in the room. Elephant <laughs> in the room. We, we were hoping for Aaron, but he's. I think he's he's, he's leading a, 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 a kind of a, a motorway existence at the moment. So he may join us mid-call. We'll, we'll see. Um, Harry, we are speaking in the aftermath of yet another Millwall draw. We have the 13th draw of the season. As the Americans might put it, we are the drawingest team in, in, in the leagues. Um, that was, a, that was, a, that was a, a better performance for me. It was a hard thought. Um, tough opponents yesterday. I know another draw and another self-inflicted loss of a, of a win. But overall, a more spirited show for you? How did you see it yesterday? Uh, I'd say the team performance would be a, a B minus um, and the manager's performance would be an F. Um, so that would be what it was for me. Um, I think there was elements of that performance that were Millwall at their best yeah, um, I agree. in disguise. Yeah. But there were elements of that performance of why we are where we are, why there's questions about the manager why there's questions about the squad um, and, and where we're going. Um, you can't not make, you can't um, watch that second half and not make any changes for me as a manager. Um, we all knew what was coming. We tried to sit back and sit in. They brought on Harry Wilson before the goal, he was creating problems. And then he, he sets up the goal. And after that, it's back to the wall. Even when they equalise, we don't bring on, you know, Goal merchant Matt Smith sitting on the bench next year, yeah. and we bring on John Daddy Bob Varson, um, you know, who's what got four, four goals maybe in his entire Millwall career over the last twenty four months. It's it's um it's baffling, 
Um, there must be stuff going on behind the scenes because no sane person would do that. It, it takes away from the performance. And that's that's the thing. You come away. If it, it, it's totally different, a draw, isn't it? If we were losing and we'd turned it around and got a 1-1 draw, the, the, the morale and the, and the way that you look at a draw is totally different. If you're leading and you slump to a draw, it, it takes it leaves the bitter taste of what if, you know. And um, Yeah. I mean, there's draws. There's, there are draws and there are draws, Harry. I mean, you're right. If, if you know, they, they come in many forms. We've seen some dreary draws this season. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't put yesterday's game in that category. I thought it was it was a spirited show. And I, but I do take your point. Don't don't get me wrong, because I too queried. Um, you know, why are we bringing on John Daddy? Um, I don't have any particular problem with him, but he's not scoring goals, you know, and I don't, I don't see what else he brings. I mean, I know that we're not football managers and that there's some mystic sense that they are seeing things that the average man can't see. But whenever I've seen Matt Smith, yes, he's not the quickest. We, we know that he's not the most mobile, but he gets amongst it, Harry. And he's, you know, we'll come back to Kenzo Hoare in a minute, but he, Smith in general is a finisher and he, he knows where the goal is. And he's not, he's not, maybe he don't start, but he's not getting game time. I don't understand. I want to, I want to understand. Maybe the journalists that listen to this show can give us some insight into why Matt Smith doesn't get game time. Because I don't get that. Do you? I, I don't get it when you're playing against the side um, that are coming on to you deeper and deeper. Now, I know that we were getting deeper and deeper, and you, you need to bring on a runner to, to get beyond, but you don't. You know, you don't you don't bring on players that are going to play in the middle. I would have more got yesterday bringing on Parrot than Bod Varson because Parrot actually, for all of his faults, and there are hundreds and thousands of faults for for uh, for Parrot, but his his vision in terms of what what he sees <clears throat> around him um, is very good at times, and he he can play. the 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 fact of the matter is that Jed yesterday was back on form. And running past people yes. and getting yeah. kicked up in the air every time he got the ball. Now, Mill on the break like that need to need to find someone that can keep up with him. And and Matt Smith can't do that, I get. But when you're one-one in the last, you know, as soon as they score that goal, that's the time to hit the emergency. Okay, let's let's take the initiative back. Let's start lumping the ball forward at Matt Smith. You know, let's get the pressure off the defense for ten minutes. You know, um, and try and hold the ball up or go to a, go to a different system. There was no change of system yesterday to, to affect what the opposition were doing. We were, we were, we were passive in that draw in the second half. I felt where in the first half, you know, we got our luck, Jed, Jed, you know, put a ball into an area yeah. uh, and, and the young got, goal got followed. A, got a glance. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, and we took the luck and we created chances. So Hall missed two chances. But so it worked. The system worked. But when they change their system and your system starts to fail, you have to make changes. This is what managers are judged on. And Arn didn't for whatever reason, um, reasons that only he will know. I've only seen uh, quotes from Adam Barrett about that this is, this, is hap- this is the story of our season in one game. Well, yeah, it is. Questions of the manager a good performance for 45 minutes out of 90 and we end up with a draw that pretty much sums up most games this season we play well for 45 out of 90 or or thereabouts collectively in a game and and we don't win um and that's that's disappointing but that's where we are um shockingly we are closer to the relegation zone than i think people realize because rotherham have got two games in hand um 
and we're only about eight points clear. So there's plenty of clubs between us and and, and the bottom. I mean, that's not cause to be complacent. And it's just you know we, we are we are not beyond the reach of it. I will I will agree on that front. I mean, there was an unchanged side yesterday, Harry, from the the uh, the midweek game, which I mean that's a rarity in itself, an unchanged eleven, um, mm-hmm. which is a good thing in my opinion because you do need players to build. Um, you know, I need to know. <laughs> uh, they, they need they need that that kind of reliability as who's around them. Yeah. Um, the the back line yesterday mostly did okay. One or two hairy moments, I thought. But then Cardiff were into um, bombardment, weren't they? I mean, you know, the ball was coming at us thick and fast, direct for a hard physical side, which um, you know is is it was. <sighs> An unusual experience in the sense because most teams in the in the league don't play quite that style, but they certainly did yesterday. And I thought we did well to resist it because many teams would have. And we had some some good saves from Bart as as we've come to expect. But that was that was a tough experience for a defence that um, was really put under pressure at times yesterday. Yeah, I thought it was good performance from the defence. They should have expected that though because yeah. They're a Mick McCarthy and Neil Harris side, you know, yeah. um, that, you know, with the greatest deal of respect to both those managers, they're going to play their style of football. Um, and they were Walnut's side before that. They haven't yeah. really no. developed on. Keith Moore was a target for us. Good player. Uh, in Good a, player. In a thing. Yeah, yeah, target to us, lost out. Yeah. Um, and and I thought that was that was really that you know that's the that's the difference when you're talking about where our season could have gone and where it is. Um you compare a Kiefer Moore to a John Daddy Bonvarsen and the movement and the the ability um to play not only in the air but also with your feet and make intelligent runs. You know, the run for the goal to come from the left to the right across the three defenders um to allow Wilson to play him in is a clever striker's run and the finish is the difference, you know, the, the first time finished, you compare that to Zahor's one where it comes across his body and he pulls it past the, the, the far post, you know, um, a striker yeah. in form, a striker, you know, a better, a striker, I'd expect an eight million pound, a man who's gone for eight million pound in his career to adjust his feet and slot that home or at least get it on target. In terms of proven striking abilities, I mean, you know, the haves and the have-nots are a, a very good point because the not only were Cardiff physically strong yesterday and, and direct and they were prepared to play a style that was, they kept calling it ugly or pr- not pretty on, on TV. I thought it was a pretty good style from based on what their, their team can do. But they had... Some, to what their team could do, that's a very good point. Yeah, but they had that quality. I mean, when Harry Wilson, I, I, I um, forgot he was a Liverpool um, loanee. Yeah. What a lonely Harry! <laughs> he, he 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 took control of the game and he really looked top drawer in the, on in that company yesterday. I don't know how he will stand in the you know the, the first choice eleven uh, for a Liverpool, but you know that's that's that was that was a very good quality substitution, wasn't it? When when you compare what they're doing from the bench with what we were what we did, I nearly said what we were able to do. So I think we could have done different things yesterday. Um, quite a marked difference, but that's that's the have and the have nots point, I think, that you're, that you're making, isn't it? Uh, a little bit. I also think that we're the masters of our own downfall, as usual, um, because we allow Harry Wilson to run. I, I mean, you know, Thompson makes a mistake. You can't dress, you can't dress it up anywhere else. No, 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 no. Other no. other other players make mistakes. Um, the vitriol online for Thompson again is, you know, a bit like Jed. Everyone's sucking Jed off yesterday because he's turned up and. You're all two weeks ago cutting him off. So, I mean, he's not our best player. He is our best player. It's fucking ridiculous to say anything else. When he plays, we well, we play better. Um, and that is the mark of a great 
uh, of your best player, you know. Um, he's a very good player. I mean, he, he looked like he'd had a burden taken from his shoulders yesterday. He's playing with more freedom, Jed, I'm talking about. Um, and obviously the goal was a great run and the ball was put into a very dangerous area. And when you make runs and put balls into decent areas, things happen, don't they? I mean, you won't, you won't get everything every time, but you will get situations. And that's that's what led to the opening goal. And that gave us the, the ability to then... Um, slightly fall into into our cliche of defending, but um, and we can't yeah. defend. <laughs> well, well not- that's that's the that's the problem this season. I think we still manage to get clean sheets, and when we get a clean sheet, we don't score. And when we don't get a clean sheet, obviously we've conceded, um, and we don't tend to score more than one. So you're almost guaranteed a draw when we concede or a defeat. Um, well, the the the, 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 the our problem is self inflicted errors. I mean, that, that's I, I, the point you just made there. We, we can't defend. I think we could, but you, the only the way you're going to do that is by the elimination or the re- reduction um, to a, a much reduced amount of errors because that's what led to the equalising goal in the second half. Um, and I think I've got a couple of notes here of Ryan Woods not putting in the tackle when he could have done and, and not, um, you know, just falling over at one point with the ball. And the, the situations like that, you know, almost comedy situations where you, you, you think you might see that in your local park. Um, that's not just to dig out any particular players because I think this this goes wider than individuals. But there are there is a there is a kind of um, what's the word I'm sorry it's, it's almost like a, 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 a there's a not quite good enough sense about some areas of of our play and that unfortunately gets punished at this level because other teams are good enough and you know as as, as strong as I thought Cardiff looked at times yesterday they're only one place above us in the table so it gives you a sense of, of perspective as to where we are as a team. I just feel sometimes that we're, as we said, we're the master of our own downfall. But, you know, the, the the goal, if you go back and watch the goal, Woods runs alongside Harry Wilson for 10, sort of 5, 10, 15 yards. Just flick his leg. Take the yellow card. He, take, he's take running for take, yeah. take the yellow card. Take the one for the team. Ask Thompson to pay you fine. You know, that's, that's what you're supposed <laughs> to... That's what professional football players do. And he does that a lot. He, he, you know, he's... um. For all his artistry and his his brilliant passing of the ball, again, he can only pass to one of the back three, right? He can only pass to Ryan Leonard. You can't pass to like Hutchinson and Cooper because they're just going to lump it forward or give it back to you at five yards and you turn. And other teams do that and they play out. We yeah, do it yeah. and we've allowed fucking Cardiff to come 10, 15 yards closer to the back three because yeah. we're so fucking slow and ponderous. And we should know this by now. We shouldn't be making the same mistakes however many games, what, 26 games, 28 games into a season. Shouldn't be doing this now. He can't play where he's being asked to play. Is he a good football player? I don't know because I've never seen him in a position where I feel he's comfortable. Keith and Bell should be at that base of that of that three or sitting in front of that three for me and mopping things up. Now, we're playing Ryan Leonard as a right centre-back who I'm not taking anything away. Ryan Leonard looks like a brilliant right centre-back of the three and Danny McNamara has burst onto the scene and been better than what Romeo has been. Revelation, yeah. yeah. For, whatever, for whatever reason. But at the same time, the midfield again gets out, doesn't seem to be able to work um, with linking the play to the front, whoever's playing up front, you know, other than giving Wallace the ball and allowing him to run or, or so on with the ball. 
Sahor misses two chances yesterday, which, uh, you know, yeah. if he doesn't miss those, is this totally a different game? Are we talking about a, a fantastic Millwall win on the road? I think we probably are. I think the second goal is crucial. But we don't score two goals very often. We don't score one goal very often. You know, um, no, but that's where we do need that clinical finish. I mean, on a different day. But I mate. can't work out, you know, again, going back to the manager, you know, to sit there and not do anything in that second half is questionable. You know, we didn't do anything in the second half other than seemingly be happy to hang on for a point. And then Adam Barrett saying that is the story of our season. Well, you have to react to change this. You have to change the story. Your job is to chat, to make these calls and, and make decisions to change things to impact the game. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we praised when Gary Rowett was doing well was his substitutions and tactical nous that was going very, very well and seemed to be, you know, a step up on Neil Harris's tactical defensive changes that seemed to be to hang on for points and so on and so forth. And we seemingly have, uh, have dropped back into that. We only make decisions, uh, only make substitutions and decisions to be negative. We never... We never do anything positive. And no, again, I'm no, seeing no, no. online that we've no. had a bid for another defender or another defensive midfielder. We can't score fucking goals. We Can we somebody wake the team up to this? You know, we're saying we create two chances a game. Okay, well, if we create two chances a game, two win, two one, we have to score both chances because we don't, you know, it, it, it seems ridiculous to me that we're not looking at ways that we can upset the opposition or our all our thing is, what can we do to stop them? It's not what can we do to Im to impose our football on them. It seems very defensive-minded. It's not, let's go and win the game. It's, all oh, well, let's make sure we don't get beat first. It's very... Um, and we had a conversation with uh, Phil Clark um, in the week about um, the entertainment quality. Um, I, th I found yesterday's game more absorbing because it had a backs-to-the-wall quality to it, which kind of hooked me in more this was not a footballing extravaganza listeners anyone that saw it I mean it was it was um it was a grind of a game but we're a grind where we're in we're holding a lead um so you know at some level I think um there was there was more um compulsion to watch it I suppose um it was it wasn't it wasn't boring in in the sense that I think some people have criticized Gary I think it was more yeah I think it was more counter-attack which is a bit different yeah. in sitting it is different. and having nothing I think if you know, the chance on 38 minutes, um, which fell to, to Kenza Hall, was that scuffed kind of right-sided move, wasn't it? And the ball came in from the right. I think Jed put a good ball in. He scuffed yep. it wide, which, you know, on a different day, he may have caught it perfectly and it's gone. gone. He only had that one moment to take the chance and he's, he's not quite caught it right. So, you know, you can argue about £8 million strikers and whether they should get that. I mean, some some days you just don't catch it right and that's that's what's happened there. But as you said, if that had gone in, big if, then we're going in at half-time 2-0 up at um, a very, very tough, tough place to go. Because I'm looking at the first half story and we were, we were under a bit of pressure there. I mean, there were, you know, there was a few chances and, uh, you know, their, their, their willingness to throw the ball in in long from the from the sidelines when they had a chance. It, it meant that um, the defence couldn't switch off for a moment. And we did well to to get through that, really. And the thing that really hurts is that having done all the hard work, we then throw it out the window with sloppy play in midfield. And that, you know, we, we, we've, got a, we've got a name because Ben Thompson was, the, was caught on the ball. But then also, as you've said there, rightly, Harry, Ryan Wood's not doing the... Um, the, you know, the kind of heavy lifting to get, try and get him out of, out, of the, out of the situation. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. 
Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to After Normal. Hello, Nick. Barry Moon again. Just to say, I don't know how to do Apple Podcast, but I listened to your conversation with Phil Clark the other night, and I thought, wonderful, brilliant. And I think he says it all for all of us, Millwall supporters, what he says, but I do think you need to keep Gary Rout, because he's still the best of what we've got out there. We know, we know he's more defensive than anything. But can I say, overall, your podcast for your boys has been brilliant. I'd like to thank you very much for that. Wherever our views are all Millwall supporters, yeah, and we just want the club to do well. Okay, thank you very much. Bye. That is what bothers me and what hurts, because that comes back to managerial decision-making and managerial choices, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think also um, certain players look scared almost to go and express themselves. Um, probably a self-fulfilling prophecy, you know, a mm. circle has, a circle has no beginning and it has no end. That um, is fucking deep for a show on a Sunday morning, Harry. <laughs> see, look, I've been reading my philosophy. Look. When, I, when I get all my coaching badges, I'm hoping one I day... I like that. Interview, circle has no end. Sort of okay. cantonar it and walk off. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't, you know, and you you get stuck in a rut of doing the same thing all the time and without changing something to get you out of that circle, you do the same thing. And that's what we've been doing for the whole of the season. You know, you can almost say the subs before they come on. They are, there's four or five of them that always come on, um, players that we can name. So really, we only have really a squad of 16 or 17 that are going to play. Um, I yeah. think Mitchell, Billy Mitchell needs to get fit as fast as possible because I think he would be included in the side. I think from what we saw last season, Gary Rowett likes him. Yeah, um, I agree. So I think he will be back in. That will probably take away another one off the bench. Mahoney will come back eventually. Um, we, we, we need another player. With, well, with I, don't like Conor I don't like Conor Mahoney. Do you not? I, okay. I, I just think he's too hot and cold. He's a bit... The difference is he's ours. You know, he, he, it's not like Parrot where... 
Parrot does it's two good belongs things. Belongs to Spurs, does, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does eight things wrong and then does one good thing. And I think, oh, might, there might be a player in there and then he'll do the seven things in a row that are shit. And I think, well, there's not. It's just got lucky with that one. But it's, it's that point this. about willingness to do the unexpected. I mean, it's what we saw with Jed yesterday, Harry, wasn't it? I mean, he, he was playing with a little bit of um, the old Jed free, you know, free spirit. And anything that can can give us a little bit of that more more widely through the team is is a good thing going forwards. We we need something up front. I just wanted to mention before we just spoke about the missed chance for Zahor on thirty eight minutes. So two fantastic defensive tackles prior to that. Uh, Jake put one in um, just pro- before that move, and then the great tackle by Danny Mack too, which kind of created the moment that moved. Mm-hmm forwards for that there's a whole chance so i don't want to be knocking the defense particularly they were under pressure but it was some really good good defense uh, that was done yesterday i think any football fan must must it's not all about the flash it's about the hard grind as well because that's that's as much they were they were in a battle for a long period um and done really well they were they were undone by by runners um you know, breaking from midfield. Yeah, quality. quality well, yeah. well, quality and also not getting the support from your, your you know, three midfielders or lack two of, of your defensive midfielders. <laughs> that's not lack of quality. That's just lack of bollocks. That's lack of game management. Okay. You know, right. how many, how many play, how many times do you, you know, take Jed, for instance, there was a moment probably with 20 minutes to go, probably 70th minute after they'd equalised or maybe just before they'd equalised, um, where Jed picks the ball up in his own half I think we've got Sahor going up beyond. I think we had someone breaking on the left-hand side yeah. and Jed's running sort of semi through the middle on the right-hand side and their player absolutely, you know, it's a guaranteed yellow card. Flies in, yeah. Jed rides the challenge, but the move's been slowed down just that split second, which makes the move that much harder. Yeah. And that's the difference in terms of when we say, you know, game management and all the naivety. Football brain or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, Whatever you want to call it in that moment. And I don't even think because the game continues, I can't even remember if the player got booked because the referee, the, 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 the yeah, you know, no, passenger play didn't go for it. Yeah. Now, that's, that's those little things over a game, over 90 minutes, add up to give you the sort of the dark arts of the game. And it goes back to what we were talking about that we we lack sort of leadership and experience we lack maybe you know we lack a championship um someone with a little bit of now someone with a little bit of ability um to do the unexpected or you know the flair players at Mill don't go down well but we've got no flair from the bench we've just got meat and two veg or pie and chips we've literally just got that we've got no you know if we threw maybe some pasta or some garlic maybe <laughs> some spice a bit lively yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we'd be all right but we don't we don't we don't have any of that we are no we are gruel we are living on gruel the um and I, I, that's all we can afford at the moment and i i i, I don't know about gruel i mean I'm just looking at the, se- the second half chance, the the, the second Zahor chance, which was a great through ball from Keefton Belt. I mean, he he's not a flair player, Harry, is he? But he, no. he does have a vision. I mean, that was a beautiful pass through that found Zahor. And Zahor I like him. Zahor should have scored that. That was also a great save by the Cardiff goal because he left a, a leg that trailed. I think that just touched it. I think I think wide. it was uh, I think it was a finish from a striker out of form. I think yeah, um, yeah. I think Zahor would expect. He's tried to put it back across the keeper and you know, with hindsight, is he better off to just smash it near side and just absolutely take everything with it, you know, um, which he'll probably would like to do. He's, he's tried to put two finishes far post um, yeah, yeah. rather than, you know, maybe this is probably the difference between Sahor and Bradshaw is you'd expect Bradshaw just to want to get it on target. 
you know, and sometimes because that's so shit, it, it ends up going in, if you know what I mean, because the keeper isn't isn't expecting that. I think, uh, what's the right word? I think Bradshaw's looked terrible at times this season, but then he has, I've seen him finish chances where I think, well, there is a player in there and, mm. and where I don't see that with Bob Varson in terms of finishing. Bob Varson's more of the link-up man. They're much of a muchness. And then you bring the other one on and you think, well, maybe we should have brought, you know, if you bring Bob Varson on, you think we should have brought Bradshaw on. If we bring Bradshaw on, you think we should have brought Bob Varson on. It's, um, you're sort of stuck with them. So of them both not really being what you want, but you've ended up getting them. It's a bit like going to the supermarket and there's only, there's only certain things left on the shelf after a mad sort of coronavirus uh, pandemic. A binge, a binge buying. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, <clears> um, it's, it's difficult because I think there, it's not a great season. Um, no, if, we no, stay, no. if we stay up, we've done well because I, I think there is a real chance of, of getting relegated just because of, um, we seemingly have stood still. And if you stand still in football in this division, you get found out, you get punished. Um, and that's how I feel the recruitment hasn't been good enough. We've got Keithton Bell in, which hopefully is good enough in terms to keep us up. Um, I think he is a good player. And the past yesterday showed that he's got a little bit of batting to play someone in every now and then, which is nice. Um, yeah, yeah. I think we need more. I think we do need another centre-back, although I'm taking the piss out of Rowick. We do need another centre-back because we can't play the rest of the season with Ryan Leonard there and Alex Pierce, other than a sort of Icelandic fucking clap every day that gives me nothing and doesn't <laughs> no. fill me with confidence. We do need a we do need something that allows us to unlock the fences and Presumably, those players cost money. Oh, they do. I mean, there's, there's stories on News at Den and, and on the, uh, the South London Press bids in for George Evans of, of Derby County, a, a man who can play midfield or defence. Um, I don't know the player particularly, so I'm guessing that he's going to be probably the kind of defender that's doing what Ryan Leonard has been doing for us recently, Harry, which is the, you know, the defensive work, but with the ability to <clears throat> to play the ball out, as, as, as you've been saying, maybe that will allow Leonard to move further forwards where maybe he can be more effective. So and there's also talk of this uh, kid, uh, Ryan Portia, so I don't know from um, uh, Hibernian up in Edinburgh. Um, so, you know, reports are that he's, he looks a real prospect, but we do seem to be going for a lot of central defenders. Don't we? we do. We do like a defender. We do like a CDM as well. Um, <laughs> um, Seemingly, uh, like the idea is to draw more games. Believe me. <laughs> well, this is this is what I was kind of come on to because I mean, one of the things that was mentioned with Phil, I want to get your view because what what's what's Gary Rowett's vision of, of what does Millwall look like after you know the time to adjust in this window and maybe maybe the summertime because increasingly I'm starting to think that his vision is of this very very solid defensively basically defensive side that is able to nick nick goals with one or two chances so if Zohor for example had, had, had connected with one or two of those chances yesterday if we defended our way through to a one nil win is that Gary Rowett heaven is that is that where he's trying to get us to is that his uh, utopia well, I, I think it could be. I think that's, that's that, fucking terrifying. That well, that's that, that. That takes us to is that the route to success as he sees it in the championship? I mean, I'm trying to think back. To, he was manager of um, which team was it? He got to the near the playoffs. Was it Birmingham? Was it was it? Derby? He was Birmingham's manager. They were Derby? top of the league, um, and they sacked him at, because they had a change of ownership or chairman. I can't remember which. And uh, Zola got given the job, and they ended up nearly getting relegated. 
But at his most successful, and I don't know, I can't remember which club it is, so forgive me, listeners, because, you know, this is the kind of um, lack of research that I do. But at his most successful, probably that style that I've just described there, a very, very solid defence and hitting on the counterpunch, was what got got him up the table. And maybe he's thinking that's the route for, for Millwall to, to be able to compete, preferably in the top half of the table, potentially to get close to the top six. Um, it doesn't sound very enticing, but then if it if it, if it's if it's winning football, it's not, is it? Well, it's not at the moment. Well, it wasn't in it's his last two. Football. It wasn't in his last two jobs either. Um, you know, that that's that's the worrying thing, is this is what he done at Derby and this is what he done at Stoke, you know, and oh, you read sort of reports from the time, they you know, <clears> everyone's slagging him off for the same things that he's doing here. So he the only difference is is he's lucky that he's not getting vitriol because when was the last time we won at the Den? You know, it's fucking, uh-huh. it's madness. Um, Long while ago. And you would not, this just would not be accepted. You know, they'd come out and they'd be under pressure from minute one. And you may have caved to a 4-4-2 or, or playing two wingers or let alone two strikers, you know. Um, yeah. But I, I understand where he's coming from, that he wants us to be solid. But you don't have to, solid doesn't mean that you have to, Give away all sacrifice, all flair, yeah, all flair, or all ability to attack. You know, um, let's be honest with with this utopia. Does he see he might as well? Let's be honest, there's going to be players that aren't there in this utopia. Um, I can't see that. I can't see Matt Smith won't be one of those in this utopia. Ken Sapor won't be either because he'll be at Championship West Brom by then, and um. You know, what does that leave us? Bob Varson and Bradshaw. And uh, and <laughs> we've all seen how yeah. good they are. So I'm cheering everyone up on this Sunday morning. But, yeah, you know, you yeah. might need to sort this out, mate, because it's 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 looking, you know, it's going to get worse before we get better if we're, if we're going down this route. And that's that's the problem for me. It's going to be a long, it's a long rebuild for Millwall to rebuild sort of turnover six or seven players of the first team anyway. Um, and it's an especially long rebuild with financial implications of obviously Corona and everything that comes with that. So this, and what we're all dying for is, a, you know, a release when you're watching football, when we're not getting it at the moment, because we've got a manager who seemingly uh, his release is to watch us grind uh, <laughs> an attritional <laughs> World War One trench match in the Den's fucking trench like pitch at the moment. And, and we're, we're sort of, it's just, uh, we've got Phil Marshall Rowett at the front saying it doesn't matter how many men we lose. Let's just fucking attritionally bang our head against the wall for, for four years. Just to cheer us up a little bit. I thought some of Jed's turns yesterday, I mean, I've called it a Cruyff turn. I don't know if it quite was the Cruyff turn, but some of his twisting and turning and ability that he showed yesterday was a release. It, that was what lifts the spirit, the football spirit, those little moments. And it was great to see in what was otherwise, as you say, Harry, a, 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 do, a, a, a do a defensive battle. Um, but the, the moments of flair are, do come as, um, you know, moments of release. I'm going to run through a few of the co- comments from the net yesterday. Um, Adam Barrett. Assistant. I don't know why Gary didn't come out yesterday. Anyway, it's Adam Barrett's turn to field the press. Um, he's disappointed to come away with a point. They put us under a lot of pressure, especially first half. We struggled to get the press. Especially right. first half. Second half as well. From what, from Fucking what the other way round, Adam. We 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 make one mistake and we give the ball away in the middle of the pitch and we get punished for it. In fairness, in fairness, to, uh, I'm not can't, hold no brief for Cardiff, but I thought they 
would class themselves as unlucky not to have got more goals yesterday. They did create chances and an opportunity. It was only last ditch defending that kept them at bay. So um, you know, that's that's to be just to be yeah. balanced. Um, Tony Monday says uh, Thompson at fault for you losing the ball yet again. He's not good enough at this level. Is top Ben Thompson good enough at this level, Harry? Ben Thompson kept us up two seasons ago. So no composure play. whatsoever, says Tony. Others others have, have said similar things. Um I, don't, I think he's. I think he's become the boo boy. I think he's become the boo boy. Is like it because he's a Millwall fan? Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. Because we're the thick John Marquis syndrome. Yeah, because we're thick as shit. Because it's a, it's a fucking intelligent thing to do that, isn't it? it you know, we, we're talking about how we can't we can't um, buy players, and because you're Millwall, you have to be the best player. He doesn't have to be the best player. He's is he the first name on the starting sheet? No, he's not the first name on the starting sheet. Is he worse than Bod Varson? Is he worse than fucking no. Bradshaw? Is no, he wor- no, 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 no. I saw one person turn around and say, oh, he should have his contract terminated. Fuck me, there's a long list of Millwall players before <laughs> Ben Thompson that need their contracts terminated. It's ridiculous. Get a- I got told off for fucking saying fuck off Millwall last week. Jesus Christ, have a word. Yeah, no, that's... I agree. the ball away, right? What annoys me with Thompson, and it's totally... There are games for Ben Thompson and there are not games for Ben Thompson. When you need a technical player, he's not the world's most gifted technical player. He makes runs sometimes. And I think just put it in. And there was an opportunity yesterday where in the first half where I think Zahor had the, didn't make the run into the box and Ben went beyond him. And he was, the, he was a one-on-one sort of header away in the box and we don't get the ball in. And you think, well, okay, but then then he gets back and he looks like he's out of position, but he's gambled and gone forward. In in this particular system that we play, it doesn't suit him. Does it suit him when we're going to be, we need to go away from home and crunch people and uh, need his energy to get about the park for, for legs and so on and so forth? That's probably his role. But for whatever reason, we don't play that system. Now, would I do I think that Ben Thompson, do I think that we have got good enough replacements for Ben Thompson in midfield to totally uh, get rid of him. No, I don't. Cause no, no, no. 30. Williams is over <laughs> 30. It, it's, it's madness. You're going to have three central midfielders. Ryan Woods, I'd like to point out, is not Millwall's. He, he's not ours. I know no, he's everyone is a lone player. Yeah. He's a lone player. So our midfield at the end of the season is a 31 year old, uh, no, probably a 32 year old Williams, a 31 year old Kifton Bill, Ben Thompson and Ryan Leonard. And that's it. And then Scalak, if you want to include wingers and so on and so forth. So, yes, is he the ideal solution? No, he's not. But he's not the worst player in the squad. And I, I just think that because he's Millwall, it's... it's he gets that, it. Yeah, yeah, of course no, he does. I, I agree. Just to um, close on on that, um, Zohor is getting some, some uh, pasting online as well. Um, not a bad performance, says Martin Murrell, but Zohor is shocking. I don't think Zohor is shocking. I think he's he's searching for for full fitness. I think he's he's clearly a decent striker, Harry. And you know, on another day, those two chances were flown into the net, and they they didn't yesterday. So you can, you know, you you can dig him. But um, I, I think he isn't a lone player. Coming back to your point, you've just made actually. Um, I, I I do think that. The questionable substitutions are where I'd focus, and that takes us to the manager. You know, I, I remain, um, I, I'm wary of sacking managers because I don't know who we're going to get, but question marks remain over Gary Rowett, I feel. I, I just think that he he's confused himself um, with what we need. Um, 
I don't think, I don't, I don't know really. I think it's much of a muchness in the sense that the squad's probably not that great. That's probably 50% of it. And the other 50% is the manager. And the problem is, is the more this goes on, the more the 50% of the squad that is good enough um, yeah. seem to lose faith in the <laughs> in the yeah. other 50% and the manager. And that leads to the circle that I, I talked about earlier. You know, it's... um. The endless circle of draws. An endless circle of draws. So, oh. <laughs> if you're enjoying Afton Mill podcast, then why not help us grow the show and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts? We'd love it, love it, if you visit the Apple link in the show notes and leave us a rating and a review. Afton Mill is the number one podcast broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey. No show sponsors, no Patreon, and no TikTok accounts. Thank you, dear listeners, and as always, Arrivederci Millwall. I just want to close out with a totally different subject, Harry. Absolutely, we're going to change it away from, from Mill for a moment. Um, the story that I've picked up on here, the, the head of the NBA in America and the USA wants his TV coverage to look more like Twitch, which is a gaming channel for anyone over the age of... Um, 30, 35, I don't know. I'd say um, 35. Streaming games, and this is a big thing for older listeners like me to understand, mm-hmm. is that kids will 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 watch um, games being played. But anyway, the, the format of Twitch, as I understand it, maybe you can help on this, is that it bombards you with statistics. You're, you're kind of watching the action whilst you have a flow of stats going back and forth across your screen. Is that is that how it's presented? Because that's how the NBA see their... Yeah, it does TV a little guy. bit, and then they've got a chat box, and people see... It's all this bullshit about community that these online uh, formats talk about. You know, they talk about the Twitter community, and yeah. Facebook's a community, and all this, when really all it is is people chatting um, alternate political views at each other and <laughs> commenting whether or not... Piers Morgan's a cunt or not. Um, so it's, going to be like the, it's going to be like watching I Follow with House of Fun comments. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. That is perfect. That is the perfect... That is the perfect... Um, uh, way Fucking that hell. That sounds I horrible. Mean, I, I would... mean, why would anyone want that? I mean, I, I personally, when I watch the games at the moment on Sky, I go to the channel where there's no crowd noise. No crowd noise for me, no. I was watching at the Emirates like last night in the boring nil nil man united arsenal game and you sit there and you watch it and go fucking emirates has never been this loud in its life fucking <laughs> we'll go for we'll go 402 now and just hear gary neville moaning about how fucking cold he is you know it's um it's very <laughs> weird at the moment i will say the nba um i've not really been into basketball my life i watched the um yeah watched the uh last dance about the chicago bulls and michael jordan in the summer yeah. fact, which is a fantastic documentary if anyone hasn't seen it i cannot say enough how good that is um so i bought the basketball game and i was working with a chap when i was doing the ventilators funny enough who was uh like big into basketball into it. yeah 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 massively and sort of taught me some you know talked about it and whatever and got me interested so you know you play their games and you talk about you know um how we we done a show earlier on in the year about how big fever is and you mm, know the gambling yeah. element and all that on there now you look at the presentation from uh, NBA's 2K, which is the company that make the basketball game for the NBA, and the amount of money and they make within the game a fake TV presentation about the game that you're about to play and what's going on the season. Wow. And to do that costs money, obviously, mm. and they get the likeness of their presenters. Could you, you know, this idea that they're putting <laughs> it on Twitch? They are going after the gaming market because they realise that. 
that's where the fans are now. That's the where the money are, is. That's yeah. the kids. That's the yeah, way. Yeah, you know, yeah, this yeah. there's going to be an entire generation of sort of five and six year olds who are now become in the coronavirus time seven and eight year olds that want to start going to football. They've got the attention span to to maybe last an hour, and you've only got to you know buy them a burger and chips at half time or, or so on and so yeah. forth. But they're not going to want that experience. They're going to want to watch it on TV and on um, Switch. Apparently. And I, I wonder, I wonder if that is what they see the future as. It's very- well, they do. I mean, I've got a quote here from this bloke, um, Adam Silver, head of the NBA. Um, he wants his sport presentation, TV presentation, to look, to look and feel more like video games. He says, I think to a lot of older customers, I think he's talking to me here, Harry, used to looking at sports, it might look incredibly cluttered. Um, but it's the kind of presentation that could appeal to younger viewers. So there it is. I mean, it's, it's in, in a nutshell, he wants to reach the yes, I, gaming kids. That's I'm, how be. You know, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm 30 and I, I, I will put myself into that. I'm an old bastard. I mean, I literally watch one guy on, on YouTube who I like his content because he does 24-hour motorsport races and so on and so forth. And I find that interesting in yeah, terms yeah. of, because I like endurance motorsport. Um but other, other than that, it's it's not really because it's not because I'm interested in watching the game. I'm interested in watching him as a person, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, Strangely, it's the personalization yes. of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but okay. there's I can't get on with with all these fucking Fortnite and esports and all all that bollocks. It doesn't really it doesn't really appeal to me. But then, does that make me a boring old man at thirty? It probably I, I does, mate. It probably does. Um, and I would wear that badge with honour because I, all I can ever think of is I remember coming back from Germany a few years ago on the plane. The Lufthansa had their flight magazine and it was like the best of German sport were on the front of this magazine. And they, there was one bloke there I couldn't recognise. There was Steffi Graf. There was um, um, Mesut Ozil. So we're going back a few years. Here, just Probably after Vettel, Michael Schumacher. Uh, yeah, there was, that's right. There's, there's yeah. like the, the, the very pinnacle that the Bundesrepublik could produce in sports. And there was one Herbert. I thought, who's this bloke? And I read he's, he was the FIFA World uh, Football World Esport Champion, and he's standing there wearing the white shirt of Germany, alongside these champions. You know, did he have like a pie, did he have a pie and chips under an arm? Fucking hell, like a I, massive slob. I, I, I kind of I think I might have annoyed my wife all the flight back. I said, "What's this cunt doing in the front of a magazine alongside proper?" playing a video game that's all he's ever doing there was a more Millwall statement than <laughs> what's this cunt doing i don't know that's literally <laughs> that covers so many topics in life that it, uh, she told me off because you know it, it requires skill and, and it, I, I it doesn't it, look at the, the end of the day reaction you know i mean let's take it this way i mean this is this is madness to me i mean with, with revealed i'm doing Badges and, and scouting things, you know, away from this during the coronavirus. I think it's the best time to do it. You're not losing out on any life, really. Yeah. Um, but you now can buy these chips that go into your your boots in your inner soul. And they yeah. track your, they sort of track what you're doing out on the pitch. And it, but it links into an app that is on FIFA. You know how they come out wearing their FIFA cards, you know, yeah, the yeah, ultimate yeah. team. It tracks to that. It wants to push you towards this video game. Surely it should be trying to get kids away from the video game and going and playing, playing football properly. Yeah. Rather, yeah. rather than thing. Um, it's, now we are sounding like old gits, Harry. Right? It's not that. It's, you know, it's just the custodians of the game in this country are the FA and they just are so, you know, the concussion subs. My brother made a fantastic point 
when Cole Bates mentioned it, it was totally beyond me that we're going to bring in concussion subs. I'm, mm. I'm sorry that we've uh, not yeah. looked at that. It's a day course at the FA if anyone's interested, the concussion <laughs> course. Not even joking. So you know all about concussion in, you know, a four-hour session, um, apparently. Um, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, and the referee, another point is referees don't need to know about it, which, again, fucking absolutely baffles me because surely they're the ones who are impartial and not going to keep a player who clearly has concussion on. Um, but they're only doing it in the top league. So fuck everyone else's health and safety, but let's do it in the top league as a rollout because, you know, they're the people that, that need it with VAR and everyone else and all the cameras on them, not, you know, the yeah. women's league, not the, you know, people out on bets and Park as you usually use. It, it's, it's yeah. just shows that money... If you needed any more um, reason to be cynical in these times, ladies and gentlemen, money talks. Let's put it that way. Yep. If as, as and you know, and and, and was, the Pope is a Catholic and bears shit in the woods. So big thank you to and they'll all draw games. <laughs> big thank you, Harry Warren. Sunday morning, Harry. And um, mate, uh, can I quickly just thank? Sorry to cut the yeah. question. Can I quickly just thank everyone who retweeted my car on Monday? Um, yes, I've mate. been asked a couple of times what's going on um unfortunately there's no news and the police do not hold out much hope but thank you to everyone who retweeted it and had a few messages and it kind of restores your hope in humanity a little bit um, yeah. and especially the Millwall family because uh, we are for all our faults we are a fantastic club when we're united behind the common cause and uh, yeah thank you very much nice one well said Harry Big thank you to Harry. Thank you for listening, dear listeners. We'll be back, I think, with a midweek game. We'll be back Tuesday, after Tuesday, Tuesday night. night. We'll be back after that midweek. Achtung Millwall. Thank you for listening. Until then, bye for now. Thank you for listening to Achtung Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. Have a good Till next time. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.